0: Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here with the MBA podcast and Ash Playsted in the co-pilot chair. How are you? Looking forward to the trip, James. Good to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about where we're going today, Ash. Uh, Today, we're talking about this idea of building your sausage factory. And as with most things we talk about in these discussions on this podcast, these are some of the, the key foundational concepts of building a successful mortgage business and building your sausage factory is one of the most important things that mortgage brokers need to do. And again, it's one of the ones which we see only probably, what, 10, 20% of the industry doing.
1: Oh, I'd be lucky to be that, to be honest. I think it, uh, it could be single digits even, who knows? It's pretty low, right? Um... And, you know, I've had so many quizzical looks, as you probably have, when we use the word sausage factory, it's all, all sorts of images come to mind. But, you know, to be really, really crystal clear, what is a sausage factory? What is a conveyor belt? Well, it's putting raw material at one end and at the other end of the conveyor belt getting the same thing every time. Now, mortgage brokers um, are good at that in their head. This is the thing that we're talking to. So I guess the sausage factory or the conveyor belt is about taking what. A mortgage broker is naturally good at a skill set at doing the cradle-to-the-grave loan process. So what does that look like in stages or steps or segments? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so this is really when it becomes a powerful discussion about allowing a mortgage broker to get their life back. So, that, so the, I guess the broader issue that we're speaking to here is and why the sausage factory or conveyor belt is so important is it's about allowing mortgage brokers to reclaim their life to reclaim that energy and passion and reason they got into it was because I want to control my own destiny. Now my destiny is controlling me.
0: Oh. So we want to flip that. We do, we do. I mean, we want to get our listeners, mortgage brokers, away from this feeling like everything relies on me. And we see this far too often in most mortgage brokers are in this position where everything relies on you. The buck stops with you. And this is not a sustainable way to build a business. I mean, some people love it, maybe if it's a part-time gig or they're just doing it for, you know, to help a few friends, but it's not a way to build a successful, consistent, predictable, sustainable business, right? Because, and we, we've all seen this, we, the mortgage broker story of feast and famine, up and down, is pretty consistent, right?
1: Oh, yeah, it's... Um you know, I, I would describe it like this, you know, the thing that you're really good at can also be the thing that can kill you. And it's um, just to explain that a little bit. So we get into mortgage broking with a mindset of problem solving. I'm going to do everything. I left my paid job because I want to be in control of my destiny. And part of that is I'm doing everything. And I love it. You love it. Like I'm in control. I'm seeing the clients. I'm, being, I'm able to go and pick the kids up and do all these things and balance my life. Fantastic. So it starts off like that. But what happens as busier and busier and busier and more and more work, if you haven't found a way to break up the role that you do as a mortgage broker into different sections, the thing that you were great at, which is doing everything, becomes a thing that will crush you if you don't intervene.
0: And obviously, there's that false sense of freedom too. We find a lot of mortgage brokers, maybe a lot of listeners uh, got into this industry to start their own business and be their own boss. And very quickly, if you're good at what you do, you'll find that you're boxed in doing everything. Everything's relying on you. And very, what quickly happens, as we know, Ash, is all of these amazing mortgage brokers that can help people buy their own homes and invest in property, all this great advice and IP, they end up just being a data processor for half the time, waiting on hold to the lenders pushing applications and paperwork. They're just essentially doing an admin role. Well, what's the thing that we hear
1: the most, right? What is the thing that we hear the most? And we hear it from our members all the time. I hear it in the industry all the time. I faced it myself. And that is, I'm doing less and less of the thing that I enjoy doing the most. And what is the thing that most mortgage brokers enjoy doing the most? It's helping people. Seeing customers. It's seeing customers and helping people, seeing referral partners and helping them that's what most mortgage brokers enjoy the most. And as you get busier and busier, you get less and less time to do that. So this is a vicious cycle. And I think for our listeners, a prob- a probably a lot of them are thinking, well, I know that. But the problem is knowing it and being able to stop, take a breath and implement it, mm. two different things. And because most really good mortgage brokers are very time poor, the opportunity to stop and reconfigure <laughs> their business and turn it into a conveyor belt, even though intellectually they might understand that. Yep. The time's just not there to do it. So they ignore it and they just, what, what I call the hustle myth, they just try to hustle their way through it, which just gets worse and worse and worse.
0: Well, that's, ba- yeah, that's basically what we see time and time again. Mortgage broker comes into the industry, earns their stripes, accredited, released, ready to go. Right. They start drumming up business, checking out referral partners, leads start coming in and they're doing everything. and. Mortgage brokers that are good at what they do pretty quickly get to this ceiling, and we'd have probably eighty percent of our listeners like you know nodding to this that it's like yep, I'm at that ceiling where the phone's ringing, but I've got applications on the go, but i 've got to do this, i've got to do that you've actually maxed out you max out very quickly the amount of hours in the day, and mm. this is usually at only like you know one or two, maybe three million dollars a month, so not a lot mm. in business, and mortgage brokers are. Flustered, stressed, running around left, right, and center to do one or two or three million dollars a month. And that's okay money, but it's certainly not what everybody dreamed of doing, right? No. And unfortunately, the solution, what most people think to do is well, now I'm working nights, now I'm working weekends, Correct. now I'm working two o'clock in the morning submitting these applications, right? It's trying to do everything. Themselves because and they're in demand and just as you said a moment ago, they're already at the ceiling. So now you've got no time to go and get the help you need to prevent you from actually hitting your head against the ceiling constantly.
1: I hope our listeners are out there going, "Hell, that's me!" You know, funny, funny story. I mean, I was speaking to one of our new members just yesterday, James, onboarding a new member, and in our hour-long game plan, which is a course of course what we do onboarding a new member to. build out their strategy this lady during the one-hour game plan said to me do you know ash while i've been talking to you i've missed eight phone calls and had 20 emails well my first answer was what are you doing looking at your emails while you're talking to me of course but but the but the more important message for this discussion is that that's what she's looking to solve the the relevance and the context was i need this fixed I have like just in the time talking to you, look at what's coming to my inbox and I've got no system to deal with it. So I've got to go away and deal with all of these things on the fly. So this is what we see a lot. So I, I thought that story is, is just worth throwing in there because it's very representative of what this lady, who's a successful broker, she's at about three mil a month, wants to get to eight. Yep. And until she'd met us, it was like, all I can see is it being more work. So
0: they sort of block
1: themselves. They don't take the step because all they see is, okay. I'm nearly killing myself at three mil. How on earth am I going to get to eight?
0: Well, that's what we call the success trap. So we talk about this a lot, is this idea, as you know, Ash, is the success trap is when you're good at what you do, you very quickly get to the point where you're in demand, the phone doesn't stop ringing, there ain't enough hours in the day. And you either work harder and longer, which is not sustainable. We've both seen and heard of too many brokers burning out and leaving very successful and lucrative businesses because of it's not sustainable what they've built. So what we've got to do very quickly is start to build the sausage factory because you're never going to progress if you don't start to build and chop up the job. Mm. And that's what this is all about, everybody, is about thinking about this like a conveyor belt, like a production line factory where we're thinking, right, in my early days of being a mortgage broker, I do every single thing from start to finish, all the way from the advice to the admin and even the bookkeeping and stamping and licking the stamps. In and the that's old days. good in
1: the early days, right? There's nothing wrong with doing that in the early days of your business. Well, you do what you do. You hustle Correct. a little
0: bit to get things going, but it's very, very quickly. And most brokers don't do this sooner. Sooner enough is we have to think very quickly. What do we need to start doing? To chop this job up so to be able to deliver my role as a mortgage broker what needs to happen right first thing what's the first thing that takes the most amount of time that is the most repetitive that I hate how do I get that off my plate
1: well I've said this to you many times James and I'll say it again for our listeners where the hell was 10x when I was going stark raving mad back in the day riding 25 loans a month and you know and I for anybody listening to this, I mean, my personal story is I went several years writing 25 or so loans a month. And, you know, I'm proud of the achievement at that level. But underneath that level, I was on the edge of just virtual breakdown. Um, At a relationship level, um, I had an assistant that worked for me, but I had no one outside of me telling me a better way to do things. You know, I needed someone to come in and say, right, stop it. Break up what you do. You're really good at it. You're really good at finding customers. You're really good at research. You're really good at this. Great. And that's driven your success to this point. But what you need to do is now start to put systems in place to break up what you do so that you can do more of what you like doing the most, which is at the front of the business, helping people solve problems, which I love, which I think is common to most mortgage brokers. That's what they love the most is solving problems and making a living doing it. How freaking awesome is that? You get to help people and you make a living for yourself doing it at the same time, at no cost to the customer. I'm going off on a tangent there, I and mean, it's a fantastic industry, as we know. But for me personally, as I reached a point there where, you know, after about four years of that, I wrote $700 million of loans, which is a big number, but it got to the point where it was my wife walking into my office 2 o'clock in the morning, which was normal for me, six days a week, going, well, you either come out of that office now, or I'm walking out the door. And that's just, from a personal level, what it got to for me. That was the intervention where I just said, right, enough, and I just sold the business. Had a breather Mm -hmm. and worked out a better way to do it, which is obviously systems processes and a conveyor belt. But so if there's anyone out there listening to this, it's at that point, you know, just think about what you need to do now to work
0: on your conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. And I know this is an area of really special interest for you too, James. Oh, big time. I mean, we've all been there and I think – the last thing we want is to, to see people, good people, burn out of the industry because they're too good at what they do. And, you know, I think this has touched lots of people at some point point. and whether it's, you know, stress and overwhelm and challenges, you know, with, with relationships and stuff, that's, you know, that's not what we all got into this to do, right? And all that needs to change is from thinking it's got to be me to do everything through to, you know what, Maybe I need to build a real business out of this. And that's what we're talking about, where we help our clients chop up the job. And it's like, right, broker, first thing. What's the first thing to do? Let's get rid of the most time-consuming task that is the easiest to get rid of. Loan processing, for example. And typically that's going to free up 50 to 70% of a broker's time. So if we do the numbers on that, Ash, if you freed up 50% 50% of your time, it's reasonable to say that you could double your business, right? Oh, reasonable absolutely. At least. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I, that's unequivocally true. Yeah. So we could double the volume because you got twice the amount of time because you're not processing the loans anymore. But how much does it cost to have a loan processed? About what, 10% of the value of a, co- a loan? Commission? Yeah, two, three hundred bucks a loan. Yeah, if you make $2,000 and it takes you, well, it costs you 200. Ten percent. So you can double your income for an investment of about ten percent.
1: But it, and it's the mental space that it opens up to allow you to step back from your operation and look at other things you can do to improve your business. That's the, the sort of the emotional, mental, and physical wellness that it sort of, without sounding too uh, sort of distant about it. But that's really what it does. It allows you to look at your business outside the jar a little bit rather than being stuck inside the jar. So for me, it, you know, it's an incredibly powerful thing. And that's why we love what we do, right? You know, to me, almost what I love the most is seeing this life-changing realisation for mortgage brokers when they recognise this is the solution. It is getting the conveyor belt built that allows me to get my life back, increase my volume, increase my profitability, all those obvious monetary issues. But the other thing, James, that I think is incredibly valuable is it allows mortgage brokers to build a business that in some future point, whether it's a year, two, three, four, five years, they've got the platform to step off in all sorts of different directions, either to grow their business, to sell their business, to work part-time in their business, to let their business just tick over, or to explode and franchise and you know really explode their business by replicating their system. So to me, that's incredibly Valuable piece of certainty that we know our members get, but I, you know, mortgage brokers generally, to know that you're building something that gives you that flexibility.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. Well, I mean, obviously, if you build a conveyor belt, that is the business. If we think about it to our listeners, the value of being in business is the sausage factory. It is the conveyor belt. Like what's inside your head as a mortgage broker is only valuable to you. It's not duplicatable. That's not a business. That's your That's just your skills and IP. But the way to build value in a business is by replicating what you do, by systemizing what you do, and by getting other people to help you do what you do. And that's the secret to all of the success that you want, whether it's money and lifestyle. That's what you got to do. We might have a bunch of people listening saying, oh, but I don't want to build a big team. I don't want to have to have to have staff and this and that. And I think that's a fair call in some ways, but in a way it's false thinking, right? Because if you're a successful mortgage broker, as we've just seen, mm. the 50, 60, 70, 80-hour weeks become very consistent very quickly. The amount of brokers we've <laughs> talked to that haven't had a holiday in one, two, three years, oh. dime a dozen, right? So The majority. This is, this is like what happens time and time again. So if you don't build a real business, then you don't have a life. Um, And that illusion of, okay, it's just me. I don't have to have a big business. But, well, in actual fact, you can't take time off. You take your job everywhere you go. You've always got the laptop. The phone's always ringing. You can never escape.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know how that's better. I would rather have to manage a few staff or build a business that I can actually leave
1: Oh, look, if there's one of the things that I think the Royal Commission, which obviously um, everyone's aware of uh, in the not-too-distant past, one of the things that it's uh, revealed and triggered is, I guess, the end of the era of mortgage broking that a lot of the old timers probably got into, including me, which was, look, work hard for a few years, bust your ass, and then one day in the future you can just stop and live off the trail fee. That's the sort of what a lot of people got into broking for, this belief that I'll work hard for a few years and I'll build up 5, 10, 15, 20 grand, 30 grand, 50 grand a month of trail income and then I'll go, boom, I'll stop.
0: Oh, and doing it probably in your shorts, in your second bedroom, going out, you know, having a drink during the day, relaxing the nice, you know, sun, couple of appointments at night, process the loans the next day. That's 15, 20 years ago mentality, that.
1: It was true for a brief period in time.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt. But the industry now is
1: professionalising. It's changing. The expectations, in fact, continue to receive your trail fee there's no way you can just stop and retire you've got to continue to nurture and support your clients and actively get involved with them so this is why it's mission critical for every mortgage broker bar none even if you just want to be yourself with no team you still got to break your role up into sections you still need the conveyor belt no matter what
0: oh everybody does um whether you want to do two three four million dollars a month keep it small or if you have big plans go to 10 20 mil a month plus like some of our clients do everybody needs team there is not a mortgage professional out there that doesn't that shouldn't have at least one or two people on their team it doesn't have to be physical staff this can be virtual and all sorts of other strategies but Trying to do everything yourself is just a recipe for overwhelm, stress, disaster, and basically a cycle of business unhappiness. So we don't want that for our listeners. So uh, we have something that we call the 10X model. It's a specific process of hiring team. Uh, but essentially what it's designed to do is break up the job. It's you know, breaking up the job from thinking of this whole thing, the whole conveyor belt as mortgage broker through to right There's actually some business development in there, marketing, getting people in the door. There is some sales aspect. There is a research and doing the deal aspect. There's a loan processing aspect. There's a client care aspect. And we're going to chop it all up. And some people are going to do certain jobs and it's different depending on everybody's business. So there's no cookie cutter way of doing this. But the worst thing you could possibly do is hold on to every single thing yourself and think nobody could possibly do any of these things as good as me.
1: Yeah. And look, it's, it's really interesting, uh, James. And and another way that I think it's worth considering this is, you know, building a house. Um, Now, if anybody, you know, you may occasionally be an owner builder, but even an owner builder needs plans and drawings and processes and frameworks. So, you know, the process of building a house is, Architectural drawings or graphic design, then building materials, then colour, then fixtures and fittings, then landscaping. You have all these things built into a contract. Now, the builder doesn't do all of them. You know, you might have a building supervisor who supervises the project, but within that, you've got specialists doing specialist jobs that come in and out of that role. Mortgage broking is no different. You've just started off as an owner builder doing everything, you're doing the tiling, the plumbing. You know, the framework, the carpentry, the cement line, you're doing everything, right? At some point, you need to step back and go, right, these are all the things that are involved in building the house, i.e. my business. I need to bring in, the first thing I've got to bring is, right, how do I build a design? What do I want the design to look like and customize to my particular circumstance? Right, what's the first thing I need to do? I've got to lay a slab, right? Then I've got to put a frame up. Then I've got to put bricks on You do it in logical order. I know this seems bleedingly obvious, but it's important that this is seen as mortgage business is no different to building a house.
0: Oh, it's not. And you've got to do it in order. No, you don't. What do you think? I think there's a big issue, though, because most of the listeners possibly are still one-person operations, maybe have a small team, but they're probably still doing things that they shouldn't be doing. We we can almost guarantee that, right? Why do you think that is? Because the biggest issue that we need to try and solve in this discussion is why do mortgage brokers wait too long? This is the issue. They wait too long before outsourcing and hiring staff and getting help. Is there false advice about you've got to wait until you're doing at least X before you get rid of this? Or is it fear and uncertainty about how to hire and then you'd have to train up the staff? Is it just... Well, I think it's
1: all of those things, James, um, and I think you know a lot of that speaks to really why we do what we do, which is w- what's this whole puzzle look like? I think the reason that you know I guess a lot of mortgage brokers don't want to pull the trigger, so to speak, is because really the advice about what a, why a conveyable is important and contextually why that is an essential part of achieving the ultimate outcome you want, which is a lifestyle balanced business that allows you to do what you love, time with family, travel, and build a business that you love. I don't think, certainly up until this point in time, there's been much what I would call overarching expertise to do that. Like you mentioned this before, mortgage brokers get accredited, some training, they have a mentor, industry-mandated mentor for two years, lending advice, a whole bunch of things given to them around what I would call specialised skills. But there's very little, if any, what I would call experience-based business coaching. like How to fit all this together and map it out and then start to take the steps to build it. There's none of that. Like We see a huge gap there. Um, So I think to answer your question, that's where I see the biggest problem is that there's a lot of small moving parts and a lot of providers who do a great job solving small moving parts within a business, but there's no overarching structure that brokers and go right i understand the big picture and where all those pieces fit uh, wheels within wheels within wheels so i think that's part of the problem um, um and then time goes by very quickly you know as we spoke to mortgage brokers wake up and they've been going for two three four five ten years and they're still working 67 hours a week and they've got frankenstein's monster of a business and getting sucked down the plug hole and wonder how the hell they got there it's because there was no capacity to stand apart and get the right help. So, I mean, hopefully listeners are hearing that and, you know, can understand it. You know, the first step to really building a conveyor belt is to sort of figure out, well, what does the conveyor belt look like yep. and why would I be doing that?
0: Hopefully that answers your question in some way. Yeah, I think, I think it does. I mean, I think most of the listeners would be thinking, I mean, I think most mortgage brokers get into this because they're great with people and they're good with numbers, and they want to make a difference. And that's fantastic. And when you're good at that, you become in demand. People want to deal with you. They like you. You're good at what you do. But typically, that skill set doesn't translate into running and building a business. Like if you're good at the doing, it doesn't mean you're a great business person. And you're right. I don't think there is enough support or guidance on what brokers need to be doing as they build their business and they just hit a brick wall in terms of that ceiling. And then they just spin their wheels and go round and round and round with, as you said a minute ago, the bit of a bolted on mess of a business. And we see this actually, even with successful uh, brokers, there are a number of top brokers that you'll probably see in the media and being interviewed around. Um, We know behind the scenes that there is a mess Mm. going on behind some of these inverted commas, top brokers, they're amazing at what they do. And they are a great broker, but they have no business, Mm. no sausage factory, Mm. no holidays. They're not leaving anywhere. It all relies on them. And I think, yeah, it's just there's not enough support in terms of what to do. and and how to do it. And that's why we teach our 10X model and our workshops and things like that.
1: Well, success leaves clues. I know that that's um, a little bit of a cliche, but success leaves clues. And I was going to add to what you're saying, James, um, to emphasise the point is probably in my experience, the most successful mortgage businesses that start successful and stay successful are driven by people from outside the industry that bring business management skills to the industry. Yep.
0: So they come with business management skills and then wrap that around mortgage broking. Or you've got a, a partnerships where one person is the broker and one person is the business manager. Correct. And those partnerships we find work extremely well. But the other
1: 99% of mortgage brokers don't start there. Mm. They start as great people, great with people, a passion for helping people, and they're brilliant at what they do, fantastic. But they don't start with business and operational strategy and skill. Yep. Um, and then, you know... End up, as we said, down the path and trapped, you know, and uncertain about, well, how do I reverse and get this thing fixed? I'm almost too far gone. Mm. I mean, we see it all the time with 50, 60, 70 million dollar a year brokers
0: that are uh, screaming for a solution. Ready to crack. But the good mm. news, at least, I guess, is for anyone listening is that um, you can build it up in your head that I'm trapped. It's nothing I can do. I don't even have enough time to. Fix this, let alone keep up with my business. But all it really takes is a decision to change it, and that sets off everything from there. It's just about getting the right, you know, breaking it down into the right steps and in the right way. And it is possible. I mean, we do this with our members, of course, Ash is the first thing we do usually is get them back a free work day every week by implementing some smart strategies. So, everybody listening, like, there is always a way out of the trap to start building your sausage factory, your conveyor belt. And I guess the good news is that this is going to enable you to focus on what you do best, the bits that you love and never have to worry about lodging an application or sitting on hold to the lenders ever again. It's going to actually enable you to scale and grow your business, double, triple, even up to 10 times your volume while actually working less hours than you are now and we've seen this time and time again. Well, that's what
1: drives us, right? Uh, What drives us is seeing people win. That's why we love what we do. And it's why our listeners love what they do. So we just see there's this just perfect harmony between helping you help your clients. We help you help your clients. So my sort of, I guess, suggestion or, or final thought to anybody listening to this is don't suffer in silence, right? Don't Mental health and wellness is so important. You know, Don't sit back and think there's no solution and just keep slogging it out. Slogging it out is not the solution. The solution is, is to get another set of eyes involved in looking at what you're doing. Speak to somebody, whether it's us or somebody else, to look at what you're doing and then form a, a sketch of what you want it to look like and then start executing. And that's, of course, what we love doing. I mean, we, but we, only, you know, we work with a small group of clients. The industry is a huge industry, you know, but I would encourage everybody listening to this, everybody within the industry to seek some input around what a conveyor belt looks like for you. 100%. Really
0: important. Got to start somewhere, everybody. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to grow your business, you need to start chopping it up, building it like a production line, and it's going to enable you to deliver world-class service to your clients By doing less work, more of the stuff that you love, and guess what? You'll be actually able to work a regular five-day week, take one, two, three weeks off or more a year. We have clients, some of our members, Ash, uh, can go on holidays for a month and the business keeps running without fail. That's the test, isn't it? Because they have created a working system. And that's the nirvana of business is to be able to imagine this. Walking away for a day, you're sick, or you go away for a week and and it doesn't matter that you're gone. That's the true test. And I can tell you I've been on both sides of the coin with being inside the jar, trapped in you know in a business, and you know also running businesses which are highly you know systematic and run with or without me. And I can tell you, I know the one I choose every day, Ash. Oh yeah. I can only
1: speak to the blood, sweat and tears that I've spilled in the past to learn this lesson. I've paid my tuition fees in blood, sweat and tears there is a better way. And the better way, unequivocally, without hesitation, is a conveyor belt, irrespective of your situation or where you're at in the journey. The sooner that you address this, the more likely you are. It's directly connected. The more likely you are to end up where you want to be, which is with a lifestyle and a business that's balanced and allows you to have options and freedom of choice down the track. That's what we we work towards, I think that's what drives all mortgage brokers that get into this industry. Yes, I want to help people and yes, I'm passionate and yes, I want to control my destiny. But you know what I really want? I want the freedom of choice to live life the
0: way I want to live it. 100%. And, uh, you know, like as a final thought for our listeners from me, you just got to start somewhere. You uh, have to start yesterday. I don't, I don't care if you're doing one deal a month or 100 deals a month. You need to start somewhere every person listening to this can uh, outsource or get rid of something off their plate that is annoying lame frustrating and a cheap admin repetitive task easily that will enable you to do more of the stuff that you love without getting bogged down so everybody needs to do this yesterday and the fastest place usually is to start is to find a way to remove repetitive work you know, loan processing and repetitive admin tasks, the sooner you get those off your plate, the better. That's the first place we would recommend everybody start. Then it gets obviously more advanced and custom Mm -hmm. from there. But there isn't a listener that wouldn't benefit from doing something with this. My
1: final thoughts is I hope that none of our listeners will see and view a Bunnings sausage sizzle the same ever again. Yep. Yep. Because, this, I want people to remember this, the Sausage Factory, go to a bunning Sausage Sizzle post-isolation, when they're up and running again, it, there's not one person in there doing everything. There's a guy on the drinks, a guy on the onions, a guy on the sausages, a guy at the front counter or the kid serving, there's four or five people in a little mini production line working in that bunning Sausage Sizzle to make sure that the big queue of people get served. That's exactly what your mortgage business needs to be like. It, One person can only do that for a small group of customers. To expand and to have a quality of business and life, you've got to build a sausage
0: machine. Build your sausage factory. Conveyor belt. Well, let's leave it there, Ash. I think this has been a fun conversation and hopefully valuable for our listeners. So I guess until next episode, you keep yourself well. I will. You too, James. It's been a ripper. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.